Advent is past, Christmas is past, Epiphany is now past, yet Epiphanies continue. Today, one more message concerning some events which occurred after the birth of Jesus. Our passage today will introduce us to an elderly woman, and we would do well to rise so as to honor her. This elderly woman is named Anna, or Hannah, and she is lovely. I'll be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 36 37 and 38. And she was Anna, prophetess, the daughter of Peniel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up, she stood up, and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of Him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Thus far the reading of God's Word. Let us ask the Lord's blessing upon this. Heavenly Father, we come to You through Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. And we ask for Your Spirit to be present. And now, Lord, in Your kindness, allow the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be pleasing to you, changing our lives for your glory. For we pray this through Jesus, the Redeemer and the Rock, and all of God's children said. Amen. You may be seated. Anna, or Hannah, is an aged saint who has been waiting and watching. It is right and good for us to stop and to look and listen. This woman in the evening of her life is honorable, for she honored our Savior. This brief passage is included with the events of Joseph and Mary and Jesus coming to the temple. They had come to the temple in order to offer the sacrifices according to the law. And that is where they met Simeon, whom we met last week. And it is where now we meet Hannah. Once again, let us not read at the speed of sight. Simeon and Anna. The child of the promise is given... And the child of the promise receives witness by the Lord's image bearers, a man and a woman, initial witnesses of the incarnation. It is interesting as we read this that there is no mention at all of any interaction between Anna and Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Anna does not speak to them and they do not speak to her. Yet the Lord chooses to mention her presence there at that time, and we should take a look. We are simply told that Hannah was there. We are given some of her history, some of her practices, and some of what she said. The passage opens bluntly in stark terms. And she was Anna, prophetess. She was a prophetess, 
a woman of the word who spoke of the word. She was of the tribe of Asher. She was called the daughter of Phanuel or the daughter of Peniel. Peniel. That was the place where Jacob wrestled with a, a man, a, an angel, with God. In Genesis 32, Jacob named that place Peniel. And this is what he said. For, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Peniel means face of God. As a location, Peniel was the place of the face of God. This daughter of Peniel, Hannah, now sees the face of God. The passage rolls on. Hannah was a mature woman. Now with Simeon, he, was, he is considered to be an older man because of what he said. He said he was ready to depart, ready to be released. With Anna, there is no doubt at all that she is a woman of years. Anna was an older, mature, seasoned woman. The days of her youth have departed. Verse 36 is clear. She was advanced in years. It literally says something like this. She had gone ahead in days many. She had gone ahead in days many. Anna is at least 84 years of age. After having been married for seven years, she lost her husband. And she's been a widow for the majority of her life. Anna is a mature woman. Anna is also a woman of worship. Anna was in the temple. And when we see a Hannah in the temple, we are immediately reminded of another temple. The advent of another child and the presence of another woman named Hannah. We all recall that Hannah the mother of Samuel, was at the temple. She had been longing for a child, a son of promise, and she responded in worship and song. The Lord provided. We are meant to see a connection between that Hannah and this Hannah. Then, to that previous Hannah, a son was given, and the name was given Samuel. Heard by God. The Lord heard. Now to this Hannah, the Son is present. The Son is Jesus, the Word of God, who is to be heard. So we have another Hannah, by name, in another temple, after the advent of the Christ child. She's present in the temple, and she's a woman of devotion. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. You could say that the temple was her address. How can I find Hannah? Temple. I, I've heard about this woman named Hannah. Do you know where I can find Temple. People would know where to find her. She loved to be in the place 
of the worship of God. She loved to be in the place that proclaimed life and forgiveness. She's close to death. To death, She'd love to be in a place of life. She knew of her sin. She'd love to be in a place of forgiveness. So during these days of her dying flesh, she sees the Son of God, the life of God, in the flesh. Is it possible that she said and sang with Asaph from the 73rd Psalm, Though my heart and my flesh may fail, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. The nearness of God is my good. The face of God is my good. I am often gripped by the memory of an aged saintly woman who was no longer able to regularly attend worship with the saints. Her words, her greatest grief. I think also of another aged saint, a dear lady now, a more modern idea. She was no longer comfortable driving at night. She would miss almost every evening gathering of the saints. It was a great grief for her as well. As a prophetess, Anna is in the temple and she is telling the truth. She's doing so in the very place that will represent the organized opposition to the Savior who was just brought in, held by Simeon, recognized by Hannah, she speaks the truth in the place that will oppose this one. She is speaking of the works of the Lord who will overthrow that very temple by laying down the temple of his body and forming an all-new temple of people from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. The child of the promise. Anna was not simply a woman of the word coming to her. She was a woman of the word going forth from her. Verse 38. At that very hour, right then, she stood up. That's enough to grab everyone's attention. This woman who is day and night in the temple, this elderly saint, she rises. Hush. And she begins giving thanks to God. And she continues to speak of him to all those who are looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. In that very instant, at the sight of the Christ child, she bursts into thanks. Bump into her. And what sloshes out? A woman like Hannah sees this sight. What comes out? She sees Jesus and immediately addresses the Lord with, Thank you. And actually, it's a bit more than thank you. 
I'll not bring you into the Greek kitchen, but it's a combination word. It's a compound word. It's the word anthem and confession. It's as if she had been prepared her entire life being prepared with an anthem of confession. She was ready for this moment. The Lord scripted it, and she followed the script. I, I have heard it said, and I have seen it, that the deposits of someone's lifetime come out in the person in their latter years. Those who will store up making deposits of bitterness over the years will be marked by that bitterness in their latter years. I have also seen it with elderly saints here and elsewhere that the deposits of psalms and hymns come sloshing out of the person upon her deathbed. No memory loss could take those away. Hannah, this aged woman, displays a seasoned loveliness. The Lord, including Hannah here as an initial witness of the resurrection, serves as a rebuke to any suspicion or hesitation about age or old age. Hannah serves as a contrast to the highly polished idol of endless adolescence. The Lord presents her as honorable, and we should see this as well. Even if she tottered when she rose, she rose in the presence of Christ. Even if her skin was tissue thin and easily bruisable, she acknowledged the one who came in the flesh. Even if her seasoned voice wavered when she spoke, she spoke with gratitude of the works of God. We should all learn from her. Her appearance in the pages of Scripture is brief, but her example is extensive. Here, an older woman is teaching the younger women. Here, the men rise and remove their hats and listen to the ways of the Lord which are true. There is a biblical beauty when age and wisdom are joined together. Just as there is something woeful and tragic when someone is of age and yet immature of ways, we expect a two-year-old to act like a two-year-old 
But it is a shame when a 22-year-old acts like a two-year-old. There comes a time, the Apostle Paul told us, when we need to put away childish things, stop wearing the diapers. He said there was a time when he was a diaper wearer, and he spoke and thought and reasoned like someone who wore a diaper. But a day came when he became a man and had to put such things away, for they were inappropriate. My dear friend, Jack Phelps, Pastor Jack Phelps, likes to phrase it this way. He says, wisdom does not necessarily come with age, but it never comes without it. So in our advancing years, we are to be stepping into maturity. Like Hannah, our years ought to be seasoned by the Spirit of God. We ought to be wearing the garments of godliness, looking to Christ and being graced by grace. Anna, in her age, did not hesitate to speak of Jesus. How did that come about? When did that begin? We hear of her agenda. She has an agenda. Some speak only of themselves, primarily about themselves, their accomplishments, their opinions, and then they'll cram their viewpoints onto others as if their maturity is the standard for everyone else's. Instead, here we see the loveliness of Hannah when she speaks of another. It's her agenda. She points to another. She extols the works of God instead of her own works. Let us learn from Hannah. And let us keep our eyes fixed upon the Lord Jesus Christ, Hannah, and the face of God. In the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.